0: Ladies gentlemen, welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for health and athletics. She has two Australian trail championships, a 24-hour track race, six-foot track marathon, and has represented Australia three times at the long-distance mountain running world championships. I mean, I guess you could say ain't no valley high or mountain low that she can't run, right? I mean, it's the other way around. Anyways, let's just say she knows a thing or two about running. Did I mention that Isabel has raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons? So, yeah, she knows her stuff. You'll be sure to get all your questions answered and maybe even a runner's high just by listening to the Advice and Good Vibes of the Peak Endurance Podcast. Hi
1: there, my name's Josie. I did Isabel's 28 Days Stretch and Mobility Challenge and I found it to be great because uh, who likes to stretch alone? It was very motivating twice a week to get on the floor and stretch with Izzy when she talks you through everything and it came at a great time for me coming off injuries, learning how to stretch and be more mobile with my body. Hello and welcome to episode 193. Sorry that probably sounded like I really yelled because the microphone was close. Um, Back to where I was. Episode 193 of the Peak Endurance Podcast with Ron. Hello. And welcome um, if you're a first-time listener. Thank you for joining us and I hope you enjoy it. Um, I just wanted to quickly do a shout out to Sarah H., who left a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. I actually do, who knows who she is, but that's okay. She left five stars and said, Awesome running podcast. I love this podcast and look forward to listening to the new one every week. It's great for long runs and in the car. I'm a little biased, as Isabel is my coach. Every week, Izzy manages to bring new diamonds of info to the podcast. It's a great listen. Thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate that. And no, I did not tell her to do that.
2: (laughs) I'm a little bit biased too, but I love listening to the podcast. And I do, I actually listen to every one of Isabel's podcasts yeah. as well. I don't Even when I'm in it, which makes me cringe a bit. Yeah, well, I don't because I don't
1: like listening to my own voice, especially the way I laugh. Yeah, sometimes. I shouldn't I, have said that. I'll
2: listen to it and when I tell Isabel that I'll listen to it, she's like, was it okay? Because <laughs> she won't listen to it herself. Yeah,
1: so crazy stuff, isn't it? It's funny how, we, you know, the, your voice that you think you know, it sounds different, different when you're. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. See, whereas I think you sound fine (laughs) on the odd occasions when I have listened. Um, But, yes, it is the way it is. Um, You would have thought after nearly 200 episodes I'd be, you know. comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just worried. I just sound like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, do you have an injury or niggle that is bothering you, Ron? Not at the moment. No. Awesome. It's not stopping you from achieving your best. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> because if it was, then you'd go to health and high performance. wouldn't right. you? Yes, and right. Mortality. And I have. In the past. You have. You have. Yes. We both have. Yep. But, you know, we're both doing all right trucking along. Yep. So go to healthhp.com.au um, and speak to Luke Nelson and organize yourself an appointment or even a telehealth appointment because they can be useful if you're, you know, not even sure if you need to come in fully. Um so, yeah, Luke will help you. He is brilliant and is more than willing to listen to everything and, and really take on board your thoughts and feelings.
2: He's not the sort of doctor that will tell you to stop running. After. Yes. He will get you back on the road as fast as possible.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. And go back through the episodes. He's joined us for many. I do have to organise another one soon. But trying to find a time that suits both is is quite tricky these days. Now that we're not in constant lockdown. <laughs> um now, if you've ever wanted to try chocolate, go for peak chocolate, unless you're wrong, because unless it's Cadbury's. Unless or... it's
2: got lots of sugar. I'm yeah, unless interested. it's
1: the first ingredient. Look at in the ingredient list of your chocolate. If it's Cadbury's, I shouldn't be bad mate, Cadbury, but like any other chocolate, sugar is the first ingredient, right? Yes,
2: they call it milk chocolate, but it probably should be called sugar, sugar chocolate. chocolate. Yes.
1: <laughs> um. So that's why I like peak chocolate, because it doesn't have sugar, because I am sugar intolerant and also... I just don't like having too much sugar. Like, mm. even if I wasn't intolerant, I wouldn't want to eat it because I don't think it's good for me. Or you, quite frankly, but, you know.
2: Well, I know it's not good for me, but I still like it anyway.
1: Yes, I know. I know. But go to <laughs> peakchocolate.com.au and get 15% off at checkout with the code Isabel Ross, all caps, no space, Isabel with an O. Now, what was your theory on the Isabel with an O?
2: People might think, yeah, it's Osabel.
1: Osobel.
2: Or, Os- Os- or Isabel.
1: <laughs> o is in the middle is obel isobel or well, as my family's my parents my mum's family is Isobel. <laughs> so there's that one too anyway enough enough of that waffle anything anything we need to catch up on Ron?
2: um no we're we're gonna be heading down to lake mountain or up, up. or across or yeah, over to Lake Mountain this weekend. That's right. I forgot
1: about um, that on Saturday. Of,
2: to do a bit of investigating,
1: bit um, of a recce run because we're we're going to be well, we're organising with um, uh, the running club company in Lilydale and with the people at Lake Mountain mm-hmm. to have a um, trail running sort of a day. Yeah, and so we wanted to go and look at the different trails. There's a few different ones on Seven Peaks yep. Run. So yes, we're going to do that, and then we've got something fun on Sunday, oh, yes. don't we?
2: We're heading into the city to do a uh, what are they metro called? Game. Metro game. Metro
1: yep. Um Yep. I did see Greg Robinson had posted about that in DTR. So oh, get okay. on it if you if you haven't. Um, yeah, it's so it's a metro game around the city, which is a row game around the city. You no, know, yeah. tell them, tell the people what what the, how you do your checkpoints. Well.
2: It's, um... Once you uh, when you register and and get ready to start, they give you a a list of questions and each checkpoint has a specific question related to that checkpoint that you have to prove that you've actually got there. So once you get there, you'd read the question and um, by answering the question, it proves that you've been to that actual site and then you move on to the next one. So Mm. that should be really interesting.
1: Yeah, and a bit of like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. bit of fun, a bit of a different way to see the city.
2: Apparently it'll be based on arts and culture and that sort of thing. Mm, So so
1: we should do really well. Yeah, because
2: we're experts (laughs) at that. We will need to visit the sites because we won't know. No, that's
1: right. We won't be able to cheat. And we're also planning on Saturday afternoon evening going to the Hungarian Festival. In Montana. not that that's got anything to do with running but it's got something to do with the second best thing food,
2: food so yes. <laughs> that's right.
1: we're hoping well there'll be a bit of culture there yeah. we're hoping to experience a bit of culture and um yeah. hungarian food and dancing and music and yeah you know they said on the thingy that they've imported beers and wines from hungary god knows what that's like
2: yeah
1: um, so yeah. the
2: hungarian culture is not a culture that i really know no, much me about either. so i'm really interested in but i saw
1: it on facebook as a, as a possible event and i thought well that's just up the road from us and yeah. we like to try and do different things
2: yeah we went to a german festival well that's kind
1: of because i am german yes i know, but you know so. and we did go axe throwing the other week yes. if anyone thought of that when we're talking about doing something different
2: yeah. that mm. was
1: fun yep you know tricky but fun so you know mm as much as we love running we also recognize that it's good to do other things um you know and have a bit of fun out there and um yeah so look out for us at the hungarian festival the
2: hungarian festival yes eating goulash i hope
1: (laughs) hopefully there's something (laughs) else yum yum (laughs) pierogies aren't hungarian are they (laughs) Damn um Anyway, so um, so that should be a bit of fun, yeah. and, and you know, we just like to do different things and, and see how that goes, and hopefully the weather stays semi okay yeah. because it will be officially autumn. So I mean, it's still summer at the moment, but bloody hell, it was cold and raining at school today.
2: That's right. I um, mm. I started panic when I on my way to work because it got very rainy, and I knew I had to ride the motorbike home, so That's I was right. a little bit worried about that.
1: Yeah, I was a bit worried too. Turned out perfect. Yes, excellent. Excellent. All righty. So, what we're talking about this week is running hills. And um, we're going to talk about that in regards to running hills in your long runs and in specific sessions. Now, I'll be talking about it from the perspective of a coach, and we will be sp- talking about it from the perspective of just your everyday runner. Someone, okay?
2: someone who enjoys running hills.
1: Yes, you, you do yes. enjoy hills, I don't yes. you? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love hills too, but I like the really steep you know hikeable ones but I also do before I got into all this sort of stuff I was more run 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 everything and I used to like running hills and and I want to get back to being like that so we were talking recently about what I should be doing because I like to you know flesh out ideas with Ron um, on you know as much as I you know especially if I get into Tour de Jean which by the time you hear this, I, you, I might know. So if I know, I might add a little bit extra at the yeah. end, okay? I'll mm-hmm. just add a little bit. So stay tuned. Um, if there's nothing there, you know I haven't found out <laughs> yet. Or, well, if I don't get in even, I might even leave a message. But yeah. otherwise, if there's nothing there, I haven't found out yet. Hmm. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, I want like to flesh out what I'm, you know, my yeah. ideas and thoughts. And so I wanted to talk to Ron. We, we discussed how I want to get more into running hills. And, and so we're going to start doing more sort of hilly stuff that is runnable like, like Mountain. as much as I for my races I need to do hiking ones we'll still do that but I also want to not just focus on that because it does tend to make you slower um and and I'm a runner I'm not a hiker ultimately
2: one of the things we've found with Isabel's training um particularly when she's training for the really long runs that she's done you know the 250 plus kilometers is that all hills become hiking hills because yep. you've got to preserve that energy That's for later right. on um whereas you know with with you know kind of pulling back on the distances a bit not counting tour de gian if she gets in but that's not till
1: september yeah yeah. but
2: as you know she pulls back on those distances suddenly um running the hills becomes more of an option again and and um you know we were talking about how that is something that needs to be practiced
1: yes you know and not just by me obviously but but by everybody um because what i've developed is this terrible habit now of every time i see a hill going oh it's a hill walk yeah okay and um so and that's when like we said when you're shortening the distance it's kind of like this is ridiculous we're doing 15k run i don't need to walk the hills yeah. um you know and so it's getting back into that mindset of running hills and so you're talking about you know how we do that as, as a runner. And, and I thought I would share that with you because maybe you're in the same position as me. You've been training for one really steep climbing and don't get me wrong. I do running during the week where I, I'm not hiking, but yeah. you know, we're talking about on the longer runs yeah. and at the moment, 15 K is my long run. Mm-hmm. Um So um we're talking about, you know, getting, a, If you, you may have been in that mindset too of hiking everything and now you're training for something that's not so hilly, how to get back into running all the hills mm. as much as possible. Okay. Because you're not always going to run all the hills. It depends on the grade. Um, so first of all, let's start off by talking about running about hills in your long run. Okay. Now generally for normal undulating terrain, um, you would run every hill. However, if you go to the Dandenongs or Macedon or the Blue Mountains or whatever country you're in, those really long, steep climbs, which probably other countries have way more than we do, um, you might find you come up against a hill that you have to walk and that's fine. But at what point do you walk? Well, it comes down to how you actually feel in the moment Um, although to a certain extent you have to, like, like Ron said, once it gets into those really long ones, you have to train for just walking all the hills. Hmm. Um, and, and there is, I was looking in, you know, on the, on the internet, um, about, you know, ideas on, on hills and that sort of on when to walk and when to run. And it's really quite contentious. Um, like talking about, some of them say that it's faster to walk a hill. What do you reckon? Do you reckon it would be? Uh, because even though when we walk fast or hike with the poles, do you think that would be faster than running?
2: I, I don't think it's that clear cut because if um you know if I've got a uh, one kilometer hill you know douche grade hill, mm. it's going to be faster for me to run it. Yes, I'm talking steep. Yeah, but if steep, it's, yeah, steep, but steep, if steep, it's steep, steep, absolutely not. Yeah. It'll be much faster to walk. It. Yeah, and, and I mean you know, um, less. Energy. Yeah, less effort.
1: Yeah. So you look I mean I, I I mean I've just done as simple as looking at my watch. Hmm. I'll be running the hill and then I'm, oh, I'm going to walk it. Woof, my pace drops. Yeah. And I'm I'm a good hiker, you yeah. know, but your pace is going to drop. So you need to um marry that up with the fact of effort level. Yes, maybe it's faster to keep running, but if you are absolutely redlining it and gassing it um such to the fact that when you get to the top of the hill you're so I was almost going to say a rude word, <laughs> stuffed, think of the other word, stuffed, (laughs) then um, it's pointless running up the hill, even if it is faster because you'll end up slowing down so much later on because you have absolutely torched yourself. So then sometimes, um, you know, it's more effective and efficient to slow down a bit on the hills by walking, and then you can run more of the flats and the downhills later. If you burn yourself out on the first two hills, and then you um, just have to walk for the rest of the race, then that hasn't been more efficient, even yeah. though it seemed faster at the time. Did you have something you wanted to add to that?
2: Yeah, just even in, in training, like, um, you know, the, the there is the overwhelming urge to say, well, I'm training, I'm not racing, so I might as well just, you yeah. know, might as well run the steep ones. Oh, okay. And, you know, because I don't have to save myself for the further on in the race. But if you're doing a, a 30K run that includes you know one and a half to two thousand meters of climbing you still need to save yourself for the end of end of the training session yes. there's no point in you know pushing yourself so hard that you either cut your run short or you know you, you're, you know last five to ten k's you know you're, you're basically best march. marching it. Yeah. yeah you know you still got to save yourself uh, yes for, for the end of the training run Yes, so.
1: and it is good to practice the the, the um, training of walk running because then mm-hmm. also what you can do is e- even if you then just walk for a little bit just to bring that heart rate down and then start running again. And and this is something it's all on feel. You know, there's that saying, run until you feel you can't, then walk until you feel guilty um, or lazy or whatever it is. But, you know, that kind of can also lead to people r- walking as soon as possible because it's like, oh, well, it's hard. I better start walking. But mm-hmm. hill running is hard. And, and it's energy demanding because you, you the runner has to activate muscles to overcome their own weight and the gravi- and gravity. And the steeper the hill, the more energy you need to invest to overcome it. So obviously it is going to be hard. But if we started walking as soon as it got hard, we would walk every single hill. Yeah. Um, and most people aren't doing 200-plus races, so you don't need to walk every single yeah. hill. Even in 100K, you don't need to. So we don't want that. So you, you walk and, and I often, when I'm getting back into running, running hills again, I do walk, run. So I'll run or run, walk, run, and then I'll walk for a little bit, bring that heart rate back down and then run again and then walk and then run and slowly build up the portions of running, obviously. Um, so that's what you should be doing in, in your long runs if you're trying to increase that running of the hills again, because that's the time to practice it. That's when you're training for your long race. So train for it in your long runs. So you're dialing down the effort a bit. Like Ron said, you might be out there training, it's only 30 Ks, but you don't want to be redlining it in a 30 K either, because this is not a speed session. Um, You don't want to have to take four days to recover from it. Not just, then you'd be recovering from the effort of redlining the distance and all these different things. This is where your the focus is on the length. So don't, You know, it's not an interval session where you kill yourself on the hills. All righty. So when you're going up a hill and you're wanting to run further, dial down the effort. Shorten your stride and and keep your core strong. Don't sort of, you know, slouch over and, you know, try to still keep a little bit of a pep in your step, even though you're shortening your stride. Um, Then you run until you feel like you can't. And when you feel like you can't, just run a little bit further, like pick a tree, pick a rock, something. Just run that little bit further so that you unlearn that habit of starting to walk as soon as you want to walk. Okay, just run a little bit further. And then once again, like I said, as soon as you feel slightly recovered, slightly, not fully, then you start running again. And you can keep doing this until you're running all of those more runnable hills. Some steep hills you still will ultimately always walk do you have any tips for people for um running hills
2: yeah i um find when i'm doing that i i kind of make myself a promise that i'm not going to run until not going to walk i oh, sorry i'm not going to walk until i get to the top and so i will push my yeah. way to the top you know
1: But are you getting to the red line
2: once, stage or? No, 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 not like that. But you know, to stop myself from going, oh, it's getting hard. I think I'll walk. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I promise myself, right? I'm not going to walk. I'm going to give myself a break once I get to the top. And then when I get to the top, I go, actually, that wasn't so bad. And yeah. then I keep going. Yeah. And I'd and those
1: mind tricks really yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I used to um, back in the day when I used to actually wear a hat, I used to wear the cap and and. It, if I if that hill was long and daunting ahead of me, I'd just pull the cap down a little bit so I could only see a little bit in front of me yeah. and just run, focusing on just that 100, 200 metres yeah. in front of me, as opposed to, oh, my God, look how long that hill is. Um, that's what I used to use caps for, not to keep the yeah. sun out of my eyes, but <laughs> so I didn't have to see the hills. I mean, that's something. Yeah. But um anyway as as you know so that's for the runnable hills and and I think you know making that promise to yourself and doing those little tricks but that's the thing we don't want you to get to the top and then have to stop because that's another bad habit yeah. of getting into the top at getting to the top and then stopping which is you know you want to push that ability to run over the crest because then you will beat the people that are have um caned themselves getting up the hill and need to stop and have a breather
2: and that's the other thing also um. That if I do feel that I need to stop or sorry, need to walk on a hill, um, I will always try and and start running again before I get to the top. Yeah. So just short of the top, I'll start running again so that I can run over the top of the hill and keep going.
1: Good practice. Yeah. Now obviously some hills you will have to, you know, use poles um and that sort of thing. And that's fine, just you know, or pushing on your knees. Um just make sure you move quickly. You're not out there for a Sunday stroll. You're not there, you know, yeah, like for a Sunday stroll. I I don't know what else to say. Saturday stroll. Saturday stroll. Sunday stroll. Um, Yeah, either one. You're not Hmm. going to get the paper. You're um, going for a a run so that even though you're walking, you want to be maintaining the effort level as if you are running um, and not just sauntering up the hill, Hmm. you know. And if you're using poles, just use them like they're not there for decoration, push them into the ground. If you're not really 100% sure how to use, you should have sore arms after using poles. If you're not sure how to use them, I've got a poles clinic on March the 19th. So come along, well, register first, and then come along because when you register, you'll get all the info sent to you. Um, And um, we'll, we'll help you to learn how to use your poles properly. All right, now that sort of running. Did you have anything more you wanted to say about just general running hills, like people who are daunted by hills, what they might, you know, is there something we can help people with thinking about? Um, you
2: know, other, like- other than um, you touched on it though, just quickly. Um, when you're running up a hill, and, and certainly when I first started run, trial running, I found you know being in the road runner's mindset mm-hmm. when I got to a hill. I thought I had to stride up that hill. I thought yeah. I had to really push, you know, extend those legs and push hard up that hill, until um, you know a fellow runner on a run actually pointed out to me that the best way to get up a hill is to keep your cadence consistent, whether you're going uphill, downhill, um, on a flat, and shorten your strides mm-hmm. so that you're um, so that you're almost bouncing up the hill.
1: Well, that's kind of what I said before. I did yeah. say shorten stride. Yeah. But yes. Um, um
2: but that that's it in general, not, yeah. not just when you're feeling, you know, yes tired. No, 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 no.
1: You should always shorten your yeah. stride up the hill.
2: So shorten your stride, but keep your cadence consistent. Yeah. And and work work through your um three calves and, and yeah. get up on your toes.
1: Yeah. And use your arms.
2: Yes, and definitely use your yeah. arms.
1: Swing your arms. When I first came over from road running into hills, I thought I had to maintain the same pace. <laughs> yeah which yeah. was really freaking hard. Uh, I used to die. Um, especially cause I was quite a fast runner yeah. back then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I decided I couldn't do that. I had to just go for effort level. Yeah. And just made, and that's another thing, maintain the same sort of effort as when you're running mm. on the flat, mm. you know, don't suddenly spike the effort. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because Rom and I were talking about that um, and we were creating a masterclass video for my, Premium clients on different ways of running uphill, and and Ron, we filmed him striding up the hill, and then using the the shortened stride that we've talked about. And golly, you looked so much better yeah. with shortening your stride, and so much more efficient. And yeah. it just looked exhausting with you trying to like punish the hills. Yeah. You stomped up it, yeah. Um, you know, so it it truly does make a difference. Oh, it makes
2: a huge difference. I remember I was running two bays, um, the fifty six one year. And I was following behind this guy who every time we got to a hill, you know, he tried to stride, you up, know, stride it. up it, and, but I would still catch him by the time I got to the top. Yeah. And, you know, after about the third hill, I pointed out to him, I said, hey, listen, you know, maybe try this. We got to the next hill and he just took off and left me.
1: Oh, because he, shortened his, he shortened his stride. Because stride and got yeah. so much
2: bass. So I was like, mm. oh.
1: Shouldn't um, have told I should him have that. Told him, should
2: yeah. have told yeah. him on the last hill. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right, after the race. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, jeez. Yeah. So, you know, practice shortening your stride, but, you know, um, still maintaining a, a strong body yeah. um and and like we said a bit of pep in your step a little, yeah. little i mean not bouncing too much we're not trying to waste energy but you don't want to hurt into it yeah. i don't know how else to explain it yeah. um well, it, sink you know, into the hill you don't want to. Sink as you into said it.
2: stay upright keep, yeah. keep your good posture and and um good core strength and yeah. you'll find that you know by doing that you'll
1: well, you be able to breathe easier.
2: Yeah, but you know you'll keep a, a good um, cadence as well yep. because you know you can't
1: and just think, can't tap
2: tap 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 without you know keeping yep. a good cadence. So. That's
1: right, and that's um, so important. All righty, Nate. Um, so we've talked about running hills in 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 a run or in a race, um, but you also need to train on hills specifically um, to become a stronger and faster runner. So training on hills is important, even if you um, run on the flats it's still good to do because it improves your leg muscle strength quickens your stride like we spoke about um it does through strengthening your stride it, it can expand your stride length for when you're on the flat develops your cardiovascular system obviously because you're getting fitter it enhances your running economy because your push off becomes more um, efficient and stronger and um it can protect you against leg muscle soreness because you're not pushing so hard on the flat. And it's actually less likely to cause injury than doing speed work on the flat. Personally, um, I was, I, for me, I discovered. I mean, obviously, it was a Ryan, but I didn't know about it at the time. Um, hill training for UTA. I was, I had ha- hamstring injuries to both legs, and um, and that I'd gotten from going, you know, through speed work. And, um, and so I thought I need to do speed work for UTA, but what am I going to do? Because as soon as I go on the flat, every time I did and tried to do speed work, my hamstrings would play out and really hurt. So I did my started to just do my three-minute VO2 intervals on um, a, basically Basel the Road, if you know it, a nice long, gradual dirt uphill. And I'd always done my speed work at the track or on a bike path or something like that. But I just knew I couldn't do that with my hamstrings the way they were. So um, I started doing that and I did that every week for like three months. I did like anywhere from six to 10 of these three-minute hard effort because it's VO2 um, up up that hill. I also did, you know, tempo runs on a Thursday, but that's a little um, less speedy so it doesn't hurt your hammies as much. And, you know, that was my first 100 UTA with all those stairs and everything. I also did stair reps and that. But I, I got, I, that was my first forty one seventh 1241, seventh female. And I think it was down to those three minute um, hill intervals. Firstly, I wasn't injured. And secondly, it got me super duper fit and super strong in the legs. Even though it wasn't a steep, steep hill, I was really strong. So running hills, basically, whether you do it indoors or on a treadmill, like if you're really, if you haven't got any hills, you can use a treadmill. It's basically a form of strength training. And um, often people use it for that because it builds the muscles in your calves, your quads, your hamstrings and your glutes and your hip flexors, your Achilles tendon, and um, it, it strengthens it more than running on flat surfaces. And, it, of course, like I said, it builds your fitness, but it's the downhills where you need to be careful. Really jog them easily to ensure you don't injure yourself. Now, you've done those with me, some hill reps yes. up Cylinder Road, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. Because I like to share the pain.
2: Yes, you <laughs>
1: do.
2: Um, they are... They, um... Very tough. Um, yeah. You know, if I was doing an effort on the, you know, on the regular road, I would, you know, at, at eighty to ninety percent, I'd be around, you know, the high three minutes to four minute k's. On the on the uphills on the roads, it's right back down to five minute k's. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it's, it's still every, the same Every effort. bit is effort. You know, the same effort. Yeah. Um, so you've just got to be prepared to go slower.
1: And the and thing is, the body. The doesn't know pace the body only knows effort heart yeah. rate effort mm-hmm. and muscle recruitment it doesn't know oh the body doesn't go oh he's not doing three minutes yeah. 50 pace yeah. oh dear we're not going to get his fit. it doesn't do that it only knows pace
2: and the yeah. other thing you have to focus on is not starting too fast yeah <laughs> because when you do start a, a hill rep on a on a very runnable hill mm-hmm. um you know the
1: you mean the first rep or you mean the first portion the of the first
2: each portion rep? of each rep you yeah. know you want to you know you start you start the rep and yes you can hit those paces but 30 seconds in those paces are starting to, starting to get pretty hard
1: i know you can look at your watch 30 you seconds i'm sure that was 2 minutes yes that's
2: <laughs> right and you know there's only so many times you can look at your watch in a 3 minute yeah you know um
1: well like you said to me why does that third minute go the longest know, of it all does, of them <laughs>
2: yeah yep. Uh, because then yeah the lactate's building up and and yeah you're really starting to feel heavy legs yeah you
1: do and it gives you that heavy legs more than on the flat wouldn't yeah. you say oh yeah absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely yeah so um but of course you don't just have to do three minute hill intervals no there are so many different things you can do the most basic of all the workouts that i i like for hills is um 12 to 15 maximum 20 because I, I i really 12 to 15 is the best but i know some people like to go a bit longer on them um hill sprints up a really steep incline with a minimum, not maximum, minimum of one minute, very easy walk, jog, back recovery. And I know people because I've given these to people for a long time, and they like to cut a, cut short the recovery, that actually negates the um benefits of the workout. Because this, these short heel sprints are um to create neuromuscular adaptions. Um, it's it's a boost of fitness, so to speak, to the neuromuscular system, which allows your body to increase the speed at which it sends signals to the muscles. So it's the the connection between the brain and the muscles. And then um, that allows your body to activate a greater percentage of muscle fibres and fire them more forcefully. So that's what it's teaching your body to do. But the neuromuscular system fatigues really quickly, which is why we just do short ones and why we have that really long, very easy, that's why I say walk, very easy recovery okay hill sprints also teach you the aggressive arm and shoulder action which is crucial for maximal acceleration you simply can't sprint fast up a hill without deliberate arm action and it helps teach the coordination of this because uh, you know most runners we don't even think about our upper body and we don't really appreciate how much we use it but you will know you try doing a hill sprint not using your arms you will not be able to sprint very far mm. um so um it teaches you the upper Body drive that's needed to sprint effectively on the flat surface. And sure, you might say, "Oh, what do I need to sprint in a trail race or an ultra race?" Well, when you want to get past someone, perhaps.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing trial a lot of good trail runs have is single trail, and yes. you can't take forever to get around someone, or you end up, yeah. you know, busting an ankle in a hole yeah. in the side of the track, or knocking them off the track, or just know.
1: the sprint to get to the single track. Yeah.
2: You want to be able to when you're in a in a single track type trail run, you want to be able to get past people quickly. Mm. And yep. that's
1: where this definitely comes, comes in hand. Into, yeah. Yep. And you know what? It's just good to have a variety of gears. Yeah. You know, and have access to that if you need it. And and that kind of fitness is the base for other fitnesses. You know, it's not like it's a standalone fitness. It doesn't just exist on its own in, you know, like Robinson Crusoe right there. Um and and these kind of sprints and this neuromuscular adaption and and ability to recruit recruit more fibers and more forcefully is what makes you a more efficient runner on the flat um and that's what we want we want to be able to go faster whilst expending less energy that's what efficiency is um and i often use these hill, short hill sprints we do them there's a little short hill sprint just before yeah. the basin theater you know at that turn off you go up there we do some short hill sprints there and then we go and do up baseline the road if you live in um India, you have no idea what we're talking about, but you get the picture. Yes. All right? The hill, so, the
2: hill is only, you know, 100, 150 metres yep, long. It's yep. not a long hill. It's we only do hill.
1: 12 seconds. Yeah. Too. We do the 12 seconds. So so, sure. And we use these as part of the warm-up to prepare the body, and it's just good to do, but to prepare it for the longer hill reps as well. Um, no, not everyone has short, steep hills. You could use maybe a set of stairs that's near your longer hill to do them and just sprint up that for 12 seconds. Um, and, and really any of the, um, hill workouts can be done on hills, like uh, on stairs. Like when I lived in Canada and, and, you know, it was so snowy and you couldn't get to the, the mountains. It was, they were unrunnable. There was a set of a nice long set of stairs in town. That you would go to and you would do reps up that, you know, and that would take x amount of minutes. God knows, I can't remember. But oh my god! And that I would was get some a tough set of stairs. Though, they're so. a tough set of stairs, aren't they? Yeah. And you get some serious elevation considering it's stairs yeah. and a serious leg workout, you know. And then you might jog down or either down the stairs or we went round. There was a little single yeah. track. Yeah, I took Ron out there. I had to show. Yes, him had me. to show me, had and, show and him.
2: of course, when she showed it to me, I had to try and run it.
1: Uh, of course, he did. <laughs> Free how fast he was <laughs> <laughs> so um you know stairs are really good for um hill strength as well and and you know i remember back in the day when i was a mountain biker there was this woman i knew we were up in sydney visiting her and she um didn't have a lot of hills to train for on the mountain bike so she in the apartment building would run up and down the stairs to train for mountain biking it would strengthen your legs for mountain biking if it's going to work for mountain biking it would definitely strengthen your legs for running so if you don't have access to hills do like she did that you know and she was she was a good rider so um no as well as 3 minute hills which you would do probably around about a 5% grade that's what i think is best for runnable hills mm-hmm. um and and i know a lot of people like i don't know what percentage it is five percent is just runnable just that general Hmm. what what i like to call douche grade which means it's runnable but you maybe don't want to run it (laughs) so you get to the point where you want to walk but you know it's not steep enough to walk that's douche grade um so you can do three minutes you can do two minutes you can do a workout with two and three minute hill repeats you and those two and three minutes would be at 85 to 90 percent rpe rate of perceived exertion so they would be quite hard Equal recovery, okay? Because they're so hard, you need a longer recovery to get the heart rate back down. You need the polarization between the heart rates. We're not doing a tempo run, you know, where you jog moderately hard for the recovery and don't let the heart rate drop enough. We really want the the lower and the higher. Obviously, you're not going to get it back to, you know, resting heart rate, but back a bit down so that you get a real nice big jump up. Then there'd be six minute hill repeats and that would be more at 80% RPE. And that would be half recovery. Okay. Cause six minutes recovery would be a bit long. Um, we should maybe go out and try those up base on the Road yeah, one day. It'd be yeah. quite interesting to do because you definitely don't want to be going out too fast no. doing six minutes, No,
2: six minutes. You want to pace yourself. Properly. Yep.
1: Yep. That's right. Um, I also like to do reverse pyramids up the hill and that's not a gymnastic move. It's not a cheerleading, um, cheerleading move. It's, um, 10 minutes then 8 then 6 and then 4 then 2 with the effort levels increasing um as you shorten the rep and um half the time for easy jog back recovery and, and I must say again easy jog back recovery you know you're not trying to you know prove how fast you can run on the recovery that's not what it's about you mm-hmm. don't there's no point in winning training i've always said this i've never been one for winning training I always used to say this, it's not quite so apt anymore. I I used to say, I don't win training, I win races. And people who used to beat me in training wouldn't beat me in races. So Mm. win races, not training. And winning doesn't mean necessarily coming first, it means doing the best you can and beating all your friends. (laughs) Um, uh, Another hill work I, I like is um on we haven't talked about the one minute on one minute hike i'll talk about that one um is um you have to be careful with this one because it can you know like if your hammies are a bit dodgy or whatever it's where you run for say three minutes or three and a half minutes up the hill you know at 85 percent then i set the time and it beeps and with 30 seconds to go i turn around and i sprint down the hill and that teaches you um, that, you know, because when your tight legs are tired, how to run hard down the hill. Because when you get to the top of the hill and your legs are tired, the last thing you want to do is is go hard. But what if you're got a competitor next to you and um and you want to beat this person, then you've got to sprint to get past them. Um and you've got to train your legs to get used to that feeling of sprinting hard when they're right. stuffed. Right. Yes, yeah, so okay. <laughs> we all know what stuff means okay so um that's a really good one for that one but like i said you wouldn't be doing that every week it would just be every now and again now the workouts i've given you sometimes is the one minute run hike did you want to yeah
2: you know where we are we luckily live right at the um at the base of mount daniel yeah um so from you know from our house we can you know run into the hills and there's some really nice steep hills mm. um where we'll start from the bottom and we'll do one,
1: Oh, sorry uh, okay
2: um you know we'll we'll do uh one minute of running one minute of, yeah well, sorry as hard as you can for one minute
1: well not well probably 90 well, percent yeah Sorry. Yeah, and then,
2: and then and yeah. then one minute solid hike, so mm-hmm. not not you know recovery walk. A no. Solid hike is you know walking pretty much as fast as you can up the hill, and then running for, again for a minute. And mm-hmm. we'll do, it basically you know,
1: we do twenty of them. Yeah,
2: depending um, on you know how long it takes to get to the top of the hill.
1: So. And and sometimes we would get to the top of the hill before we finish the twenty. Yeah. So what I would say then is okay on the run, you turn around and you sprint downhill and then you turn around and you walk fast yeah. and that was you know because you don't always have a hill long enough yeah um and um and that ends up being because it's 21 minute 1 minute which means 40 yeah. minutes yeah. it doesn't mean 20 minutes it means 40 minutes and and i've given that to some clients and they've reported back that's it's bloody solid and you would yes. agree wouldn't yes, you yes
2: absolutely yeah and and, it, that, and that works for everyone because you know you you RPA obviously yeah you obviously work to your own fitness level so yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And it teaches you also to transition between running and walking without slowing down yeah. because a lot of what people's um, mistake is sometimes they go, oh, I'm going to walk now, oh, and they slow down. Yeah. But we're trying to hear, train, no, I'm I'm running hard and I'm walking hard.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep, yeah. And and it, regardless, you know, because there are some sections on the hill that are quite steep. Yes. So, you know. If it means
1: it, for you to run at the steep, you got to run. You're, if
2: you're coming up to that. To that steep, but you're doing the yeah. maths, going, geez, am I going to hit this on the walk, or am I going to hit this on the should run?" Should I walk
1: slower? <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, should not.
2: If you're halfway up that steep hill, and you have to yeah. run. You have to run. Yep,
1: yeah, that's it. So, um, you know, it it's also it, it's 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 sort of fart leg, but also threshold, I guess. So, you know, it's it's a really hard workout, but yeah. um. Good fun. But, and
2: you feel really good at the end of yeah, it. Yeah,
1: you do feel good. And your reward is a nice, easy jog run That's back it. down the hill. Yes. Once again, take it easy, okay? Um, now, with Perk, we are changing Perk a little bit, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yep. We are going to... Well, we live in Frontry Gully, so um, we've decided we're going to hold the sessions here in this area because that makes life for us a little bit easier because we both work during the day and then to go out of an evening as well is tough so tuesday nights will be the short hill sprints and strength training for runners so i've got all the equipment and we will first of all go for a little jiggity jog to get to the hill then do some short hill reps then come back and we will do strength training sessions specifically for runners so Functional training for runners. Then on Thursday nights, we will go to the Frontry Gully quarry. It is yep. called that, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Mm. Um, which is in surprisingly, Frontry Gully. Yes. It, is. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a quarry, it's now like a big um lake. Yep. Um, where kids go diving in summer. Yeah, yeah,
2: and um people go fishing. Yep, there is apparently fishing there. Yeah, I don't know know if I'd I'd do to. that, but
1: Um, But there is also, because it was a quarry, it's, like, really steep. So there's steep hills and there are really long sets of stairs, which just make my heart feel warm, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So lots of um, chance there to really work hard on hills and stairs. There's parking. There's toilets. Yep. I think there might be drink taps. Can't remember. Can't remember. Either way. Um, so that's yes, there is, yes. yes yeah, there is. would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know where all the yes. drink taps are because yeah. I don't drink from the drink taps because I don't like chlorinated water. <laughs> yeah. I'm fussy.
2: And she loves making a rod for her own bath. I know, because
1: then I just have to dive first or carry my own water like a camel everywhere. Yeah. So um, but no, I can smell the chlorine, it just makes me want to bath. Um so that will be starting from the 28th of March, will be the first Tuesday with the short heels and the strength training. And then Thursdays will be the longer hills. Um, we might even sometimes for really long, long hills, there's a, another hill. We won't always just yeah. use just the quarry. We'll use some, of, there's a bike track nearby. We'll do some things on that. You know, it's going to be a combo yeah. deal. Um, and um, each session will go for, you know, the aim is around an hour, but invariably like happens, it's about 75 yeah. minutes. Cause we always do a little bit of a stretch afterwards and all those sorts of things. And, you know, um, i think it's it's i think it's going to be great and it's yeah. going to be really specific to well runners clearly um all runners but even more specific to those who like to get into the hills yeah. so trail and ultra runners who get in the hills but anyone who wants to become stronger and uh, a more resilient runner and a more efficient runner yeah um and that's what's going to be yeah. happening so check it out on the website or dm me or email me or you know
2: I don't it, know. It's um send
1: out a smoke signal, <laughs> send a carrier pigeon.
2: It'll be really good for those who you know really want to learn how to run hills properly yep. and efficiently. Yep. Um, it it is a very very handy skill to have.
1: It is. and and you know you will see the difference on the flats. Yeah. like oh, I don't, absolutely. yeah, yeah, I don't believe in running in the hills all the time because I think if you do that all the times, so you're going you're going to slow down. That's why just using them, like we've said, sparingly and or not sparingly, but specifically, that's the word, yeah. you will get a much greater benefit out of them. Yep. I believe. Because Absolutely. um certainly my end of one, I have I have had some of my best races after doing that sort of hill work. Um and um yeah. Yep. Join us, come along. Absolutely. Be part of the gang. We have fun. Yes, we have fun. We always have fun. So we've been at Lilydale Lake until now, but you know it's time for something different. And like we said, something a little bit closer um, yeah. for us. You know, as it is, I work in Lilydale, so I drive there a Tuesday morning, drive home, and then drive back again in the yeah. evening, and then drive home again. And yeah. it's quite exhausting. So yes. um, we're planning on on doing that, and I, I hope. Well, and I'm also wanting to do it because I really think this is what trail and ultra runners need. Yeah. And that's what we want to do is we want to help trail and ultra runners do their best running possible. Yep. All righty. So I am hoping after this there'll be a little bit of tinkly music that I'll put on, and then there'll be my voice going, and I've got into Tour de Gion.
2: And you'll hear Ron but, sighing in the background. Go, oh,
1: God, here we go again. <laughs> and then there'll be me going, oh, I do, I do want to get in, but i I." <laughs> I also know how hard it's going to be. Yes, that's right. One of my friends messaged me and she goes, oh, I didn't realise it's in the top five of the hardest runs in the world. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway. um,
2: I look forward to the training. Yes.
1: Yeah, and supporting me <laughs> on the because,
2: race. Yes, because what happens if is an Isabel enters these races? You get I, to do I, all the I training. train for them as well. I you just don't, don't get to do the race. race. That's right.
1: But the beauty of this race, which is part of the reason why I've always wanted to do, it, is that it—I'll be having my birthday out on the yes. trail. <laughs> well, <laughs> you never know; I might finish before my birthday.
2: Oh, that—that's something to aim for. Yeah,
1: I, I'll aim to finish before yeah. my birthday. Yeah. So it starts on the tenth of September, and my birthday is the fifteenth.
2: Put the birthday cake at the finish line. Right. You can have it whenever you finish.
1: The chocolate mud cake. <laughs> Although no date, I'll just go. I don't want that. <laughs> so. Um, that is the plan that'll be a nice birthday present for me um yes so fingers crossed that's what you hear after this anyway thank you for joining us again thank you very much and um listening to our dulcet tones yes
2: (laughs) isabel's dulcet tones no
1: (laughs) i don't know anyway (laughs) um all right thanks for that and um you know as always if you have any questions that you would like us or Topics that you would like us to talk about. We've, uh, one of my clients did send me a message on what she thinks for the two hundredth episode, and I really like that. So I'm not going to say it yet, mm-hmm. um but um, I think we'll stick to that. I think that was a good topic, don't you? I can't remember. Oh for God's sakes! <laughs> I'll tell you later because yes, okay. I'm not telling you, the listener, because it'll be a surprise. And yes. now it's all got this build up. No, anyway. that better be good. It is. It's not that good, but it's good. Um, So, yeah, we'll get together and we'll do that. But if you've got um ideas or things you'd like us to cover <clears throat> for upcoming episodes, also, yeah, please do let me know. Also, let us know, like, hearing do you like it when it's the both of us you know like me talking about it from the coach's perspective with ron from the runner's perspective do you find that helpful um that sort of thing um let us know um and if you don't i'll just kick ron off the podcast <laughs> No, I well, won't. Yes,
2: well, is your podcast? Maybe,
1: maybe ron will end up t- people go before we ron, ron <laughs> <that's> <laughs> that'd be embarrassing wouldn't it <laughs> yeah
2: well i won't, won't be getting much um technical information if that's the that's the case.
1: You'll just go you'll you go run.
2: Yeah this is what I do.
1: <laughs> Which is what Isabel tells me to yeah, do yeah, <laughs> right. anyway. Alrighty um okay so thanks for joining us and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hello, well, here I am after the main podcast to tell you that I did not get in. Hmm. Okay, so wow, yes. Um my friend in Canada, Fanny, she didn't get in either. So although I'm sad for her, it kind of made me feel better that I didn't get in. And I'm assuming Vice versa, it probably made her feel a bit better that mm. I didn't get into. Although we're probably, you know, would have we still obviously would have, you know, cheated each other on, but you know, a disappointment shared is a disappointment halved, a little or not half, but a little lessened, I guess. Because, you know, we were going to stay together. We thought we were both getting in. It was going to be fun, catching up in Europe. You yeah, know. Nah. So To be honest, I'm a little bit lost at the moment. I don't know what to do. And that's, you know, part of running. (laughs) Disappointments. You know, um, it's, yeah, I don't know what to do. So if you have any ideas of what I should possibly do, and it doesn't have to be racing, but I don't know. It needs to be something that's a challenge. And, you know, this was going to be a huge challenge. And and now Ron and I will still go to Europe, but it will be, you know, um, we'll hike, fast pack the UTMB course, which will be awesome but and tough, I'm sure, and hard work, whatever, but it won't be the kind of challenge that that I normally like. But maybe... You know, and this might sound a bit woo-woo or a bit wanky or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's the universe trying to tell me something that, you know, like late like last year I was meant to be doing the wild with one of these rough and rugged and really tough maintenance races. And it fell through, and I ended up doing a more runnable course. Um not that I ran all of it, of course, clearly, obviously. Um, and and no, again, I didn't get into a hiking thing, so maybe. It's the universe telling me I need to focus more on running. It's funny because, you know, when I started into trail running and, and mountain races, I was into running everything. I wasn't this hiking athlete. So who knows? Maybe this is a sign that I need to go back and, and do some other things. This is turning out to be a bit of a tough year for me. Um, You know, like I was telling a client the other day, I did my long run on Sunday and it was 15K, which for me that's normally a short before the work before work run <laughs> not my long run um so you know i am obviously struggling a bit mentally with all of that got some other things going on in my life <clears throat> you know that make everything feel tougher That's the nature of life, isn't it? Ups and downs. And, you know, part of this racing thing, you know, I'm not getting younger as, and and age doesn't bother me overly. Like, well, I guess it does. But, you know, I'm 52. It's not like I'm going to be competitive with 30-year-olds anymore. Um, And, um, you know, it's sort of like I was hoping to do this race next year. I'll be older again if I get in and we've got other plans for next year, not racing, but traveling. So who knows? Like I I just, and then it's like, well, what's kind of the point for me of these races? What's my why? now? because you know, it's, it's all kind of changed. It's, you know, a lot to think about a lot to grapple with along with the difficulties I've had getting back into running. And it's really, you know, I had a bit of an existential crisis the other day that, you know, when I, I felt like I couldn't run and, and that's when I took a few days off. If if I if I'm if I can't run, what, what am I? Who am I? You know, and it's um it's something for us all to ponder, I guess. And hopefully you have some answers. Maybe you can share your feedback on that question. Obviously it won't be my answer, but what what your feelings on this situation, you know, and getting older and it's not easy. Um, and, um, you know, it's funny because I, I got the news yesterday morning and, um, just before I went for my run and I opened up my podcasts just to choose a podcast. And one popped up, um, the mindset mentor, sometimes not getting what you want is the best thing or something along those lines. I thought, isn't that funny (laughs) that that popped up? as a new podcast first on my feed there so I listened to it it wasn't a huge help but I just thought it was interesting because you know there is that viewpoint um that sometimes the reason we don't get what we want is something better is coming along instead and you know I think that's a nice way of looking at it it's it's that old you know um <laughs> There's a lot of sayings for things just so that when things turn to shit, it's actually, oh, it's actually a positive thing. Um, And it's not like, you know, it's funny because I never used to want to do Tour de Gion. I remember um, the first time I went to Barclay and Stephanie Case was going, you would do so awesome at Tour de Gion. You would love it. You should do it. And I'm like, no freaking way. That sounds horrible. I don't want to do that. That was only 2019 that that conversation happened, which to be fair is four years ago, but it feels like yesterday because COVID was such a shit show. Um, you know so so it hasn't always been something those sort of races is very recent for me you know people may not know it but I was a runner you know I did marathons and I wanted to go fast and I when I did trail races I tried not to run walk too much and you know although in spite of that I still did walk but you know Anyway, trying to reconcile, not getting into that race, meaning I'm directionless for the year. Um, I'm slowly building up my running at the moment. Like I said, other things are happening in my life that are a little tough. So any ideas from you, the listener, on what race I should do would be helpful and give me something to think about. So on that note... I would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review. Did you know you can, even on Spotify? Um, If you go and you listen to the podcast and you click on the podcast, there's three little dots in the right-hand corner. If you click on them, you can rate it. So you can on Spotify. I didn't know you could, but I was told that you can. But, you know, I love getting reviews. It really helps me to want to keep going anyway sorry if I sound a bit emotional I am but it, I wasn't even it's not really the race itself I guess it's more life and is not running a reflection of our lives is that not part of it I think so and you know maybe it's a reflection of me having to reassess everything so yes I hope you enjoyed the podcast where Ron and I discussed hills and, once again, a metaphor for life. Got to get up over this hill so I can coast the downhill. Hopefully we shall see. All righty. Thanks for joining me and, please, I would love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. I can't speak now. It really would help. Thank you and I'll catch up with you next week.